Hey, top of the morning to you. No, it's not Wednesday. No, we're not in living color <laughs> for this podcast. But it's still going to be on YouTube. Hey, top of the morning to you, top of the afternoon, top of the evening, top of the overnight hours, whatever it might be where you are. My name is Michael. I am your host. This is the FBTV podcast for the week of February 22nd. We are recording this uh, on February 22nd. No, we're not. (laughs) February 25th. It's early. It's not even 6.30 yet. So we got in here early. Why are we not videoing this podcast? Well, the, the equipment we were waiting for finally made it in. And we are in the process of getting that equipment hooked up. More lights, stuff like that. So, getting the audio, but there will be a video posted on YouTube. So, if you want to listen to the podcast via YouTube, you can. Our YouTube channel is Freight Broker TV. You should know that by now. All right. What is going on? Well, first of all, if you found this podcast and you're like scratching your head going, what the heck is this, this all about? Well, we're all about transportation, trucking, freight brokering, things of that nature. Uh, actually, we're here to help those trying to make a decision. If they want to enter the transportation industry as a freight broker, well, we, we are giving that information away. Just giving it away. You can go to FreightBrokerTV.com. We got tons of content there and if you want more in-depth content then uh, it's the insider fbtvinsider.com it's free to sign up and you're going to get free access to all the free public content pretty much the things you're going to find at freight broker tv there's going to be a few more things in there too at least that's uh, what i understand but if you want access to the insider content, well, you got to pay a little bit of money. And when I say a little bit of money, I mean that just a little bit. $2.99 a month, $24.95 a year, $24.95 a year, obviously, going to be your best bet. You save what? 12 bucks, something? Anyway, you can do the math. Uh, the insider content includes more audio videos, live broadcasts. Matter of fact, uh, we are wrapping up a series with the live broadcast talking about the different equipment types. Three basic types of equipment, dry van, flatbed, refrigerated. Uh, so far, we've covered refrigerated. We've covered flatbed. Next video up is going to be all about dry vans, the dry van freight. So if you want access to those videos, yeah, two ninety nine, baby. $24.95 a year. All right, what's coming up on this? Uh, well, what's coming up today on F- the FBTV podcast? Well, we are going to be talking about, well, we got Q&A. We got Q&A. Q&A is going to be up front foremost uh, so we can get it all in. We got uh, had three come in this week. Well, one, I'll be honest with you, we just found as a comment on YouTube just the other day. It was about two months ago, and somehow we missed it. We missed it. Holidays, our holiday break, whatever it could have been, we just missed it. And we're going to address that comment today. Matter of fact, we posted on the uh, YouTube channel just the other day that, hey, you know, we'll be addressing your comment on one of the future podcasts. Unfortunately, we wanted it to be a video, so you could get my facial expressions. 
No, not really. Not a bad thing. It's just mis misunderstanding is what it amounts to. It's from a, a, a carrier, maybe, a owner-operator. I don't know what he is. He identifies himself as a carrier, but he doesn't really... But anyway, we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, and you can if you're sitting there. What, well, what's 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 the comment about? If you're guessing rates, what a broker makes, yeah, bingo. That's the number one. That's the number one burr in every small trucking company saddle. What the broker makes, and we have a lot of videos talking about that, but. We still find people not happy. Now, uh, before we go too much further, let's talk about these PPP loans. PPP2. PPP2, as it is being known. Biden announced uh, exclusive PPP application period for small for the smallest of businesses. Biden announced a two-week period in which very small businesses will have exclusive access to apply for the Paycheck Protection Program's forgivable loan program the period which he said was expected to begin yesterday so that would have been february 24th would limit applications for the ppp to businesses and nonprofits with fewer than 20 employees the small business administration which administers the ppp in cooperation with various financial institutions your bank it would also make it easier for the self-employed to secure PPP loans, increasing the funding amounts available to those businesses. All right. All sounds pretty good, but if you go back a few weeks, you're kind of going to find there's more to this than meets the eye. But anyway, neither here nor there. I'm all for the PPP, but I do, I, I do recommend that before you run out here and go, ooh, free money, more free money, Read the fine print. It's PPP2. It's not like the first one. One of the uh, changes for PPP2, PPP2 requires a borrower, a borrower <laughs> to have suffered a drop of at least 25% in revenue for any quarter in 2020 compared to the same quarter in 2019. So to be able to qualify, you're going to have to prove... You are going to have to prove you lost 25% of your, 25 of your business in 2020 compared to that same quarter in 2019. Now, a lot of truckers, you know, these owner-operators, small, small outfits, yeah, you're going to be able to qualify for that easily. But, you know, the other issue is uh, for a lot of trucking, 2020 was really a pretty good year. Now, those of you who are hanging your head going, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know exactly what I'm talking about. If you didn't have a good year, you were not in the right place doing what you should have been doing. There was tons of stuff shipping. Uh, and matter of fact, most of it shipped without any DOT regulations. Well, you know, logbooks and things of that nature is what I'm talking about. Could have done a lot of volume. But if you didn't, you know, you didn't. It's no big deal. But read the fine print. That's all I'm going to tell you. I haven't seen it, but I, I'll tell you this. When the, uh, uh, we did the PPP last year, I didn't get a whole lot of money, but, you know, we, we, we got up there. It was a pretty good amount. And it was forgiven. Did everything exactly according to the book like it was supposed to be done. I think, what, 60% of the money can be used, has to be used for payroll. Uh, the other 40% has to be 
used for something like overhead, you know, utilities, things of that nature. Now, you know, this is a podcast, read the fine print, but you're getting the idea of what I'm talking about. Now, when we submitted the paperwork for the forgiveness or the forgiveness application, whatever, you know, we had to do it twice. They came, you know, at one time it was, they wanted this, then they came back and said, no, we need this. So, and it was more information. You know, they were coming back wanting more. And, you know, we were able to provide it, got with the uh, CPAs and everybody and sent it in. And we got a nice little email that nobody understood. We just assumed it meant they forgave our loan because nowhere on it does it say, hey, hey, good job there, buddy. Your loan's been forgiven. No, nothing like that. So, but the CPA said, hey, cool. Yep, it's forgiven. Then came the EIDL, and I can't remember exactly what that stands for, but that was the big one. That that one you paid back, and you know CPA said, "Yeah, apply for it. The interest is great. You're not going to get that kind of interest. What was it? Three point seven, maybe lower than that. You know, apply for it and go from there." Well, we did. We did. We did. When I when I say we, I'm talking about Tautoa. I'm the uh, lead consultant over at Taltoa. If you're thinking about getting into the transportation industry as a freight broker agent or broker, yeah, call me, 479-668-0838. Website is at Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. But anyway, we were looking over the contract, and we got approved for a hefty amount. Pretty good chunk of change. And then we got the contract. That killed it right there. The SBA was volunteering to be our proctologist for the next 20 years. <laughs> Pretty much it. If, if uh, you couldn't make a move without their say-so. And we thought, no, it's, it's, uh, it's too much. You know, it's the government taking control. So we said, thank you, but no thank you. And, and, and the SBA, somebody from the SBA called us asking us why we haven't done the or signed the application and returned it so we could get funded. And and told them, hey, you know, uh, we just can't live with those terms that you guys put in here. Because seriously, what it amounted to, let's say you had a copy machine. Now, this may be taking it to the extreme, but if they wanted to, it is the government, the SBA, they can enforce it this way. But let's say you had a copy machine that broke down. Well, that copy machine was collateral and is collateral if you had that copy machine at the time. You took out the EIDL loan, okay? And if it was under that SBA contract, well, you cannot do anything with that broken copy machine until you got permission from the SBA. Seriously. I mean, that's the way it reads. You, you, can't, you, <laughs> you can't do anything with old equipment. You can't sell it. You can't trash it. You can't do anything without their approval. Now, I know I'm probably taking that to the extreme, but that's the way the contract read. So, like I said, didn't need the SBA to be our proctologist for the next 20 years because, yeah, you know, it, it, it was a good loan. It was going to be pretty cheap. But actually, you know, you take that 3.7% or whatever uh, and you multiply it and you figure out what the interest is over the length, uh, the term of the loan. Still a lot of money. Still a lot of money. But anyway, all I'm saying is if you're thinking about the PPP2, 
you know, make sure you understand it all. Talk to somebody that knows about it. Okay, I mean, your your CPA, an accountant, uh, yeah, tax person, maybe, but somebody that really understands it. So that way you don't get into a uh, get into a fix. Okay, you got comments, you got questions, you want to leave a message, you can do so. We've got all kinds of ways to do that. Uh, you can uh, go to our f website, FreightBrokerTV.com. We have forms all over the place. We even have a contact page with a form on it. You can fill it out, submit it, it'll come to us. And uh, if you got a question or whatever, it, it will show up on a future Q&A. Now, in addition to that, you can email us direct. You can do that by sending your email to fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. And if you want to take it one step further, we have a studio line. And that number is 479-668-0213. 479-668-0213. I believe that number is posted on the uh, FreightBrokerTV.com website. I believe so. Check it out there. Now, talking about studio. Yeah, we're getting some stuff done in our studio. More lighting and little things like that. If you notice, there's no echo today. That's because one of the uh, things came in. One of the thingamajiggers came in that we needed to bypass the echo. I don't know. You may have heard it just a little bit. I mean, it's built into our system, and the way we—I don't know—don't get—don't get me started about that. But anyway, it's gone now, and you may not have noticed it. If you did, well, you should be noticing it's not there now. <laughs> yeah, just like you may not have noticed the two previous or three, however many uh, broadcasts we did with the echo. Now that I brought it up, you're going to go back and oh my gosh, listen to all that echo. Just like on Friends, did you see that in the news? Uh, some, some, somebody kind of like me, really, because my wife gets me for this all the time. I'm always finding stuff in a movie or a TV show. Man, I can't believe they did that. Look, look, look back there on the wall. <laughs> you know, it's 12 hours later or 10 hours later or three hours later, but the clock still shows the same time. You know, that kind of stuff, I catch it. I'm weird that way. But anyway, friends, Jennifer Aniston, Rachel, somebody has made it or brought it to public attention that more times than not, when she gets ready to say a line on the TV show Friends, she'll clear her throat. <clears throat> she clears her throat before she starts her line. And they say she does it a lot. I, I have not, I've not gone back to look, but now I've got to. I mean, you know, got to. Got to go see. And it's, it's a tick. But I get it. You know, when, when you're in radio... You can ask any DJ. Uh, probably TV, too. I see TV people do it on the YouTube videos and stuff often. You know, the behind-the-scenes stuff, BTS. They'll clear their throat before they go live. And I know when I was in radio, I used to do that. Everybody did it. <clears throat> you know, so you clear your throat so you could, so you, could, you know, give your best DJ voice. But anyway, neither here nor there. All right, if I run friends for you now, I'm sorry. But I thought that was pretty interesting. Okay, Q&As, Q&As. Okay, let's go to the first one, Justin. This is the one I was telling you about at the beginning of the broadcast. Podcast, broadcast, whatever you wish to call it. He says, brokers should make a flat rate per load over $1,500. If I, 
as a carrier take a load from Georgia to Washington for 6500 there is no reason a broker should make $650 for shuffling paperwork and making a few phone calls. Come on. <laughs> well, Justin, all I can say is there's no reason for you to make $6,500. Okay? I, I mean, you know, that, that's, that's just a... Why should a broker not make six fifty? Why? That's just 10% of the load. I mean, if you're taking a load from Georgia to Washington, I'm assuming you're based in Washington and you're using this load as a backhaul to get you back home or back to your base location where your customers are. If you're not and you're just using the broker just to get a load, that's on you, man. Seriously, that's on you. Again, if you feel like $6,500 isn't uh, enough after the 650s taken out of it, which you know you're not even going to know what the broker took out of it. Uh, if you feel that like the load's not paying enough, say no, walk away from it. I mean, we've talked about this time and time and time again. You know, the broker does not set the rate, the shipper does not set the rate, the customer does not set the rate. You know who sets the rate? The truck. The truck sets the rate. As long as there is a truck that will haul the load for whatever amount, the shipper has no reason to go up. None. Zero. Zilch. Now, Justin, you're, you're trying to limit a broker's income. You know, in a free market society, you're trying to say, no, you're making too much money. All right. <laughs> Let's say... Uh, you got loads, and you generally charge a customer, say to uh, to go from Dallas to Atlanta. Maybe you charge them, I don't know, two fifty a mile. But uh, now there's a load going to Florida. You're not going to charge that customer two fifty a mile. You're going to be up there around three three fifty a mile because it's going to Florida. Well, that's too much. That's too much money, Justin. You, you, you kind of see the logic. You know, not every load a broker moves is going to have a $650 profit on it. it. It won't. You know, it's probably a pretty fair reach right there. I'm not saying there are not loads like that. But, you know, two, three, four hundred bucks, that's in your ballpark average, you know. But this trying to limit somebody's income, you know, it's on you. It's on you, Justin. It's on you. Say no. Just say no. Go out there and get your own customers. You know, a lot went into getting the customer. The broker didn't just wake up someday and, and call ABC Manufacturing. Hi, I'm Joe. I'm a broker. I want to haul your freight. I want to make a lot of money off the loads that you've got to move. It don't work that way. No. The broker makes the original sales, you know, sales call, builds that relationship. You know, there's no telling how much time went into building that relationship to be able to get the high-paying loads. Or, apparently, you assume this is a high-paying load. Okay. It, it just... Uh, it, there's a lot more to it. You know, you're talking about shuffling papers and making a few... Nah, come on, man. Give me a break. You know, you, you go on to say you can argue about insurance and bonds uh, and time all day, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, you got you and I, but no, not I. You know the money I spent on fuel... Uh, on a week covers your overhead for a month. You don't know the broker. 
you know, the, the broker has overhead too. Come on, man. This is just off the wall. You're just ranting. I get your rant. I do get it. I understand where you're coming from. But it's based in make-believe in fantasy land. It, it is, you know. Uh, if somebody was coming in and say, hey, you can only make this much money on this load going this far, period. Anything over that, you know, nah, come on. Not real. Not real. I, 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 I'm not argue, arguing with you. I, I just said, you know, I'm just saying, no, the, the thinking is way off base. You know, no disrespect intended, but the thinking here is way off base. And if you're a carrier, uh, the thing is, I always find more times than not, and I'm not knocking them, I get it. You know, it's the smaller trucking outfits, one or two trucks that uh, are having the issues with the broker. You know, you go back to uh, the rate transparency deal. Back, uh, what, six, seven, eight months ago, you know, where the truckers were rioting, or not rioting, they didn't riot. Um, they were parking. You know, they were out in D.C. They were down in Texas and stuff like that, complaining about brokers and wanted transparency. You know, the, you didn't see any of the big names. You did not see Schneider's. You did not see U.S. Express. Didn't see Swift. Didn't see J.B. Didn't see uh, any of the big companies in that mess. They were out making money because they got out there and they got their own customers and they're dealing direct with and they're getting the big rates got to get that get out there and do the work man you know i got clients that uh, are building their brokerages as agents or brokers themselves they're hustling you know the first thing we tell them you got to stay on that phone man you got to stay on that phone until you don't have time to be on the phone making sales calls it might be months before you get to that point but the thing is you got to build up a customer base well that's what a carrier has to do. You have to build your own customer base. A lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of these small trucking companies, they start out as company drivers. Then the driver sees an opportunity to become an owner operator through lease purchase. And lease purchase, I'm not against it. That's, I, I got into owner operating. <clears throat> yeah, you pay your dues, you learn. You can get into a lease purchase with a trucking company and learn how to be an owner-operator without any hits to your credit should you have to go belly up and give the truck back. Now you're going to say, yeah, but look at all that money up in. Yeah, you did. You did pay a lot of money. I paid a lot of money in, you know, but uh, I made a lot of money too. I made a ton of money as a lease purchase owner-operator. And yeah, I paid, you know, the thing is you're learning, you're learning. I think my truck payment a week, I think I was paying $14, $1,500 a month when it came right down to it, something like that in this lease purchase, but I had a Peter, Peterbilt 379, uh, maybe a year old. Can't complain about that. You know, that's, way, that's, that's right there ballpark. May have been a little higher than if I went through a finance company, and if I went through a finance company, I probably really wouldn't have taken on a Peterbilt 379 that was a year old. But uh, as it was, I, I was able to, and I did. Made money. Spent a lot of money because it cost a lot of money. Just like, and I agree with Justin, I get it. Uh, fuel. You know, you, you know, and if you're just talking about fuel, you, you're, uh, you should know your uh, cost per mile, your CPM. Do you? 
know how much it costs to run your truck one mile down the road? Period. Okay. But I get it. I get it. Now, going back to what I was saying, uh, people get into the lease purchase, they get upset with the company they're with, and they quit. They quit for whatever reason, and they find out hard, a hard lesson that the truck, they don't get to take the truck with them in a lease purchase. It stays with the uh, company. So what do they do? They find out it's pretty easy to get financing for a used truck. Be one of the big truck dealerships all around the country. They go in, they pick out a truck, and boom, now they got a truck. They got their own truck. Nobody's going to take my truck away from me today. If I quit, the truck goes with me. Yep, that's, you're right. So they go out here and they get a, another contract with another trucking company as a lease, you know, leased on, owner-operator under a lease. And they start seeing the kind of money they make and they start noticing the load boards. Golly, that, look at that. That, that broker load's paying two fifty a mile. Holy smoke. I'm only making whatever, but it's not, you know, maybe it's not two fifty a mile. Well, that gets the wheels turning. Hey, you know, I can buy a trailer, get my own authority, get my insurance, and I can be my own trucking company, and I can use a broker for all of my loads. You're already out of business. You just don't know it yet. When you start thinking that way, it's over. It's over, and you haven't even got your own authority yet. Why? Because you, you're talking about using a broker as your dispatcher. You can't make money doing that. You know, you know, I've not heard this before. You know, brokers taking 10, 15, 20 percent and up off the top. Whatever you, as the small trucking company or whatever, will allow that broker to take. You know, if, the, if you say, no, I'm not going to haul it for that, the broker's going to go up. If the broker can't go up anymore, he's going to go back to his customer. Hey, can't get a truck, you're going to have to pay more money. If the shipper says, okay, well, there you go. But more times than not, the shipper's going to say, nah, let, let's see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find somebody moving. You see what I mean? But it starts with you saying no. But anyway, this individual that is now an owner-operator that started out as a company driver, moved into lease purchase, got ticked off, quit. Now he's bought a truck. Now he's leased onto a company as an owner-operator. His wheels are turning. And he decides, okay, I'm going to make the move. I'm going to get my own authority. I'm going to use a broker as a dispatcher. And we've got videos posted about that. If you're using a broker as a dispatcher, you're, it's costing you anywhere from four to $600 a week, if not more, per truck. I know when we did the uh, video several years ago, that's how the math worked. But it's probably more than that now. So if you got five trucks, even at four hundred, that's that's two thousand dollars a week. It's costing you. Now you say, well, how's it costing me? Because if you had your own customers, you wouldn't be paying the broker fee. You'd be dealing direct with your own customer, okay? You'd be getting one hundred percent of what the customer is paying. But as it is, you're using an intermediary, a middleman, a freight broker, and they're taking a fee off for their service, whatever that fee may be. All right. Anyway, like I said, I'm not knocking you. I'm just saying. A broker can make whatever they can make. You know, it's just like if you were a trucking company, as you are, Justin. 
And a shipper came to you and said, hey, you know, I'm going to pay you $6 a mile. You'd be tickled pink. Because, you know, most loads you haul, maybe $3 a mile. This is twice the money. You're not going to tell that customer, no, 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 that's too much. No, you're not going to do that. Come on, man. It's business. It, you know, it's business. <laughs> All right. All right. Sure, I, I ruffled some feathers and uh, apologize for that. But, again, it is what it is. You know, shippers don't set the rate. Brokers don't set the rate. Trucking companies set the rate. Remember that. Fuel prices up again. Jeez, man, what about this? Up almost ten cents a gallon this week. Two ninety-seven. The other day I said it'd be over three dollars a gallon by Memorial Day. We're going to be there next week, probably. Gas two sixty-three, up thirteen cents a gallon. Yeah, oil companies—they're getting their revenge for not making all the money they did during during the coronavirus. <laughs> anyway. It is what it is. This too shall pass. We will make it to the other side. All right, that's going to wrap up this podcast. Again, I went over, but I'll be back next week. Hopefully the video stuff will be up again. Still going to post a video. It's just not going to have my mug on it on YouTube, what I'm talking about. So you'll be seeing that uh, shortly after we the uh, podcast post. But anyway... Hey, go have a good Thursday. It's Thursday. It is Thursday, right? Yes, uh, February 25th when we are recording this uh, podcast. Go have a good Thursday, good weekend, unless, of course, you've made other plans. We'll be talking soon.